Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to episode 202. Once again, live from the Upland Cafe, Upland will finally have a token on your favorite exchange. But it's not the one that you think or have been hoping for all this time. We'll have Upland co-founder Dirk Luz and Chief of Staff Danny Brown-Wolf on to shine more light on Sparklet. Also special guest, Mass Chef, speeds by for Upland Racing League update. Watch now. Who knows what other shenanigans you'll find here on this show. And uh, let's roll. The August Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host, too stupid to win and thank you later. Bringing the strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UPX. Awesome. Welcome to episode 202. Good to see you again there. Thank me later. How's your week been? Yeah, it took me. I was like, wait, how's it been? Yeah, it's Thursday, so we're <laughs> at the end of the week. Yeah. yeah, it's been a yeah, it's been a weird week, but yeah, no, good, I guess. I did uh I did my August update last night. And uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, some up uh, somebody's got to turn us on in the Upland tra- Cafe. We're having- well, it's it's I got an error. It says we're having trouble with the streaming destination. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, I'll double check if I got the right keys. Um the keys mm. shouldn't change. It should be the same. So maybe maybe someone's got to turn it on there on the upland side. So hopefully we'll be live from the cafe soon. Uh that's what I'm hoping. We'll see. We'll keep we'll keep that posted. Um, All right. <laughs> but I totally lost my my tr- oh yeah, I was doing my I was doing my update, and she's just like, uh, she's like, oh, it's so nice to see you on a Tuesday night. I'm like, it's Wednesday, cheese. <laughs> but to be fair, cheese was up all Tuesday night. <laughs> there you go, cheese was, uh, cheese was up all Tuesday night working on the uh, artwork for Uplandia. Oh, rock on, nice. So I give her that credit. So I, I do give her that credit. And I don't know if you were paying attention this week, but Upland had some funny math going on. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't going to call him out like you are, but I, sure. I, I know you are. <laughs> I just go. Maybe it was the Mandela effect. I don't know. I mean, we were on the show, and I took the shot on the left Thursday, September 14th. That was from our show. That was live. There were 12 days, 13 hours, and 20 minutes. And math Tuesday, I went in and it should have been right around, you know, you know, 17 hours or so. And actually days were added to it. And they didn't they claim negligence? They said, or uh, (laughs) they claimed ignorance. They just, we don't, we don't know. Nothing happened. It's different for each one, but I I mean, Hey, if you, if you had to move it for just, just say you had to move it, just, Give it that transparency. Maybe it was delayed. Maybe there was a glitch. Maybe maybe you missed some days. Bro. Oh, so it's like you're going down for New Year's. Five, four, three, 
Five minutes and 22 seconds. Five minutes and 21 seconds. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Okay. Welcome to the quantum experience. You're yes. welcome. The future is now. Time travel brought to you by Upland. <laughs> no, no, but... Some, no? Some, no. It just, you know, when things like this happen, we understand things like this are going to happen. Just be transparent about it. Say, hey, there's a technical <laughs> difficulty or whatever. We had to adjust the drop or whatever. You can't have a timer and then change it and pretend nothing happened. Like, oh, Yeah, no, because... No, too stupid's gonna call you out on it. I wouldn't have noticed at all ever. It would have. Well, you know what? I take that back because if if I was when it was gotten closer, I would have been like, "Yeah, where is it?" So that's and that's why I looked right. because it was closer. It was like you were expecting it to be seventeen hours, right? So you were you were checking in on it. So yeah, no. that's fair. I let us know in the comments. Did you? Did anybody else catch the time difference? Uh, a lot of people actually did, and a lot of people actually did. So we weren't. Yeah, no, I'm curious. Uh, in the comment, how much time is left now? <laughs> um, two days, and it, it's, it's still it's still running for an October first release. Mm, okay. Um. Let's see here. Yeah, they, they, they did do it a week ago, and I was seeing if they corrected it or if there was any announcement. I was giving them time to make an announcement or, you know, see what went along with that. Hey, Jose, are we not streaming? Because it's still showing that we have an error for the Upland Cafe. So, not really sure there. Um, I'll also message X1, too, to be like, hey, uh, up X1, look at that. Oh, Oh, okay. It looks like you're live. I'll restream your stream from my side. Okay. All right. X1's got us hooked up. So we should be. He'll be helping us out. All right. All right. Um, I guess Dirk's ran into some issues, but Danny will definitely start walking us through this. And whenever Dirk joins us, that will be good. So, and this is the first time we've had Danny on the show. Yeah. Excited. Yeah, absolutely excited. So, in, with no further ado, big announcement on uh, Sparklet. I always want, I've been trying not to call it Sparkle all day long. I'm like, yeah, Sparklet. I want to do Sparkle, Sparklet. but Sparklet. Got it. But yes, we'll bring on uh, Upland Chief of Staff, Danny Brown Wolf. Hey, Danny, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, guys, I'm excited. I love the theme song. Thanks. That's Thank Mars, Utah. Shout out to Mars, Utah. Very nice. I'm trying to fix the. What so, are you doing? I'm trying to fix our stream at the same time. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, How's it going, Danny? I'm okay. East Coast, it's a bit late, but um, hopefully, mm. I still got my uh, wits about. So, spark. It, we're saying that correctly. Sparklet. Sparklet. Yes. Sparklet. There was a lot of discussion about the name. Trust me. What, what were some? What were some <laughs> potential like Mandela future Mandela effect alternate universe uh, opportunities? Oh, what what wasn't? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we. We, we also went crazy with, like, you know, different names, not from the Spark Root family. Yeah. Um, but then ev eventually, because it is a denomination of Spark, 
then uh, we didn't want it to be too confusing for people to think it's like two different assets that have two different functions. So that's why that's where we decided to keep it in the Spark family. Uh, but yeah, there was there were a lot of very interesting suggestions, and also, of course, you need to look at the the tickers of like what's already out there because they're like bill, you know millions of tokens with like different names, and you don't want to okay. step over someone else's. Yeah, you mean like UPX, or uh, is that too too soon? Too, too <laughs> soon. <laughs> Sorry, my head too. Many things to consider. Yes, yeah. but uh, Sparklet seemed like uh, the the good the good option, and uh, we it it sends the it sends the right message for people to intuitively understand its relationship to Spark. So that's why it was chosen. And then the uh, are are you back to Civit or do you yeah. want me to? X One's hooked us up, but I know you had questions because you did your homework today. So I, I, <laughs> no. I am proud of that. <laughs> Don't you patronize me? <laughs> oh yes, you can. Uh, no, so just like so one to it's one to a thousand, right? Uh, one spark to a thousand sparklet. What was it? What was kind of like the the thought behind that? Why not a hundred? Why not ten thousand? Yeah, or one or one to one. I mean, uh, sure, it is like it's the same. It's the same token, only mirrored on different and different chains. So mm-hmm. the the thought of it was what's digestible for Ethereum natives. So if you look at other similar assets, uh, it just psychologically it looks scary when an asset costs five hundred dollars and uh we're we're still not at the bitcoin stage where you can have uh satoshis kind of uh grow organically as a denomination for for spark so uh what we did was we looked at comparable comparable uh crypto assets you know sand mana uh, Etc. And saw okay, what is what is the range that makes sense for a Spark denomination to be? And one thousand seem to make sense. Also, we don't. Uh, there's a lot of infrastructure work that needs to be done in Upland to Upland to update the Spark contract. But uh, the w- Spark in Upland would still need to be point uh, zero one, right? Oh yes, yes. current denomination. So that means that bringing in Sparklet into Upland in form of Spark has to be a minimum of ten Sparklet. Now, telling telling uh, a non-Uplander, okay, you need to bring in a minimum of a hundred Sparklet in order to actually use its utility. Also, doesn't make sense. So, I think the one to one thousandth uh, was a very thought oh. out decision that we looked at. Uh, a lot of different scenarios and uh, uh, uses of what I call in product. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys know this uh, jobs to be done where you basically like walk through the user experience of what are the different scenarios and what are the actual steps that, and what will they think about each step. And that was uh, what made the most sense out of all these scenarios. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, no, that was really insightful. Yeah. I appreciate that. And welcome Dirk. Thank you so much for taking time and, to join us. Yeah. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. 
<laughs> yes. And uh, X1 says we are now live in the cafe. So Okay. Hi, everyone in the cafe. How's the, how's the espresso? <laughs> we, we have not been in there yet, but we are streaming live in there. So we do appreciate the ability to have our show broadcast um, two weeks in a row in the Upland Cafe. That's such an honor. And it's uh, talking with your team. Sounds like we want to make this a recurring event. So we're all on board on that. So so love that and love helping Upland move, you know, to the next next style or, or next cool thing in upland i guess so what's the next cool thing in upland for you just doing the cafe and being able to stream the show live that's pretty cool yeah okay. super cool yeah appreciate that um now with and there's so many questions to this you know and i did like I did like Danny that you ask you ask Edan the questions when you have the economic master over there and Dirk about you know the structuring of <laughs> the structuring of everything in the video you guys put out today. Um, I think the way that was rolled out with the video itself, the white paper, and the announcement, it put a lot of information out there and addressed a lot of the common questions that people will have and. What one of the questions, of course, that pops up right now is how soon until the vote? Do we have a timeline for that? Um, yeah, I think we didn't we announce the vote timing yet. Ooh, did I miss that? I might have skipped. Awkward. Awkward. Wait, let's pretend we did miss it because then if they didn't announce it, maybe we could get a sneaky peek. Let, yeah. Let's make sure the email went out, but yes, there's a date. Okay. Oh. There's a date, and um, I oh. can, maybe just give me the You time. heard it here first. Oh. There is a date. Dates here, one second. So the Upland team will close a post on Friday, October 6th, before the community vote, community town hall. It will happen Monday, October 9th through Wednesday, exactly. October 11th. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, there you go. Right. <laughs> Just, I got it for you. I didn't scroll. Look, I'm too stupid to win. So, you know, I get distracted. I'm like, okay, this is nice, but give me the details of the white paper. And I jumped to that. So I, I'm like, I, I was reading and it was like white paper, white paper, white paper. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was also funny this morning when we saw, because we all watched the you know, first reactions, and we saw people reacting within two minutes. <laughs> After we published it, hmm, I don't think they've really read the white paper. Or they watched the video. I don't get their react already. So. Oh, that's funny. Like, just the media, just like, this is the worst thing ever. Like, you, you didn't read anything. <laughs> you read zero things. Yeah. Burning it but, all down. Yeah. Uh, the, the immediate reaction was, and I guess that, that that's only they only had time to read the title, right? So it's like, okay, Ethereum. They're like, ah, Ethereum sucks. Ethereum gas fees suck. <laughs> and that was. Yeah. It, it sounds like the Ethereum gas gas fees are going to be covered by Upex. Is that correct? So yeah, it, it's important to first say that when you when you uh, utilize Spark within Upland. Nothing changes in terms of the user experience. You don't have to pay gas. It still runs on on EOS and on the EOS smart contract. The only time you need gas is when you use the bridge. So when you take Spark and convert it to Sparklet in order to take it out to Ethereum, that's when you can cover the gas with uh, Apex. When you 
bring it back in, that's already on the Ethereum side, and that would have to be with uh, Ethereum gas. And of course, we're working now, um, the, first we're working on the smart contracts of the actual bridge and the Sparklet smart contracts. And the next phase would also be implementation of a layer two that would also reduce those gas fees on Ethereum. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And that makes sense. And that is easy to understand. And it was nice how the team broke down to everybody how there's going to be the upland treasury, the incentive rewards, and the ecosystem and grants. And then, you know, on top of that, there's the advisory supporters, existing upland owners. And that's interesting to know that only 5.7% of Spark is owned by upland users right now. And then you have your 5% liquidity for the exchange. Um, like like the transparency, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, Ethereum gas fees at fifteen dollars right now. I just checked uh, right before the show; it was at eight. It might have bumped, or you might have checked it earlier. Uh, B B Ryan was asking about that, but it, it just depends on what you want to do with your Spark. Um, and I, I do like that. So, how long were you get? How long was the team waiting for the U.S. policy to have some kind of definition that you're like, all right, let's execute, let's launch, now, let's go now? Well, waiting is probably, I don't know whether the right word. Of course, we've been watching everything which is happening in the regulatory space in the U.S. all the time, right? We also were comparing it and, you know, with, uh, you know, what people are doing abroad also, right? We see that other projects, you know, they're launching, you know, wherever, you know, Cayman Islands, Malta or something. And then they say we're never selling to U.S. investors or whatever, right? So this is what's happening outside, uh, you know, but then you have, of course, the U.S. companies. And as you said, as we always say, is we, for us, it's so important to be regulatory compliant, you know, you know, just to take a step back, right? We, we, when we launched the, the um, Fiat um, NF, or the NFT to Fiat program, right? was in the U.S. and you need to have a money transmitter license for that if you want to do such a thing, right? So, and that's because otherwise we could not have launched it, right? I mean, you could technically can always launch these kind of things, right? But obviously we want to also make sure that, you know, when people know that we have actually developed everything on a, on a very solid regulatory framework. And when it comes now to this new development, so you don't know how... Uh, you know that actually everything's based. It's called on the um, Ripple ruling. It was back in July. What was mentioned, and everyone, maybe some of the listeners here have, have heard about it. But at that time, we didn't know how the judge would rule it. Right? Uh, you know that was just totally unknown to I think everyone in the industry. It came actually also to my mind a little bit as a surprise. Right? And you know, and I don't. Again, I'm not a lawyer, and who's interested in finding out? We should probably Google. You know, everything around that particular case. But at the end of the day, we, we saw that. We said, okay, look, I mean, we what we've built so far is, you know, everything, you know, in accordance, you know, with, uh, with U.S. law, because we obviously a U.S. company, right? And now this ruling is out there. And I think that there's really this opportunity for us. You know, we can do that. And in general, we are also very special because we are not, you know, when you compare this to maybe lots of other projects, you know, you know, a lot of projects launch with no product or no platform and say, oh, we're going to build that and this and that. And, and, you know, they have a lot of investors who are buying the tokens and so on, right? That's, uh, you know, what others have done. In our case, it's so different, right? Because we have an established platform. We had established Spark now since roughly two years, 
right? And um, so for, for us, it's actually completely, we, we, we have a utility, we have a use case, it's working, right? So it's a completely different starting point, right? And it's going to be also very interesting. I, I'm personally super, super curious how it turns out, right? Once we launch and it becomes more public and, you know, the press right now, it's just our community in quotation marks, right? Maybe it leaks out a little bit further, but we haven't done any big press release at this point. Yeah, but what is interesting is now to see is Upland going to be some kind of an example how you should do things, right? And 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 going forward, right? So and you know how it's going to be teaching at universities and so on. So we have to see what 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 comes up, right? But but we did not plan exactly for that because you know to your question, too stupid because we did not know how you know how the courts are deciding. Yeah, and that that's the other exciting part there is there's no initial coin offering you buy the spark in upland it's not that there's going to be an offering on the exchanges where you can buy it on the exchanges then bring it into upland you have to buy it in upland and go to the exchange itself uh that even more than even more than that usually what happens in the industry is that uh the tokens are usually offered even before they're launched as a SAFT or as a pre-sale to investors, usually to VCs or to different crypto investors. And usually they're offered at a discount. And then when they come on the exchanges, even if there isn't a public offering on exchanges, but it's it's basically, you know, the, the treasury being sold uh, to to fund the to fund the project, then the investors on day one basically use the retail as their exit strategy at 3x what they paid in in the precinct that never that that doesn't happen with sparklet it was never offered to investors we never had a saft we've only sold it in upland as spark so this makes it as an as a, a, a very unique asset in the industry in general and drifter was wondering can or will these sparklets introduce cross-platform compatibility for spark or is it going to be it is that a future thing or just currently intended for Upland? Well, um, for Spark or Spark, what do you say, Sparklet or Sparklet? Sparklet. Thing? Sparklet. For, for Sparklet, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Sparklet is going to be, let's say, traded on the exchanges, right? It's going to be outside, right? What The way we envision is actually that our um, third party, party developers, right, they can also use it, right, when they use also API platforms and so on, they can then use Spark, right, in order to stake it and however they build the application, right. And that's somehow, of course, cross-platform because obviously they have their own, let's say, environment, they have their own app, right, but they can still use Spark for certain ways and then, you know, the way it works right now with these uh, third-party developers, um, you know, that our users can, you know, cross-platform from Upland into those third-party developer and third-party developer experiences. Okay. Uh, have you guys picked the exchanges yet, or is it still yet to be determined where Sparklet's going to be listed, or is that still not able to be publicly released? No, nothing. Is, as, we, as we said, right, as we said also um, in the video, right, that we currently you know, first of all, was first first step was community, right? To get this white paper, you know, approved from by the community was we said, hey, we're doing we're somehow in this together, right? And then we're going to start um, discussing, you know, with some exchanges. You know, you know, there's centralized exchanges, of course, there's decentralized exchanges, but at this point, we cannot disclose anything. And as we also said, there's also not a hundred percent given that it's going to happen because you know we have to see how the exchanges react, right? 
And it's been a long time. I know, thank me later, myself, early on, it, when Upland was just starting early, two th- early 2020, early 2021, it was, where can I list Upex on the exchange? What exchange can I buy Upex for? And it was just uh, constant <laughs> revolving. So it, it, it was, <laughs> it, it was in, and then I saw somebody use a comment. Finally, I can explain Upland to somebody now that the token's on the exchange. I'm like, what? There's so much more than just a token on the exchange. Um, now, I think I think there are two elements to that because one of them is obviously the regulatory environment and having uh, a window of opportunity that we did everything right and now the window of opportunity allows for us uh, to make that move and uh, and m- towards more progressive decentralization. And the second part is that it, we actually do believe that that is the right way to build an economy. So when you have an economy that's decentralized completely from day one, but also completely liquid and at the mercy of the volatility of the general market from day one and how it affects it, then if the economy is not built enough yet, there there aren't enough uh, features and there aren't enough things to do. Like think of all, think of all the things we've built for the past three years. And if, the token was out there when they still ha- hadn't been utilized and and built, then it it could be detrimental to an economy. So the right way to build a, a, a game platform economy is also to start it with a kind of like a greenhouse sheltered environment. And then only when it's strong enough and there is utility, there is that community that's already there, then start uh having more options for liquidity on exchanges and outside the platform. Yeah, Happy Jack says the whole idea approved or not is super cool and really like the direction. Um, now, and one of the other things that I did like was the vesting strategy that the team talked about today and talked about based off of daily, daily, daily average, average wallet interactions. Um, you know, the more they, you have the more the quicker it best so it, it's just not a here we go and we're going after it. it it was very thought thoughtful and well well structured in my opinion yeah the main objective here is to be aligned right with the growth of the of the platform not to say hey you know all of a sudden it's 100 percent already vested and then it can be dumped or whatever no we want to really build a stable economy and that, that's why we have decided to do this kind of very innovative, sustainable uh, vesting approach. And then, as the as the price of Sparklet fluctuates on the exchange, it's talked about that Upland will, if it becomes too expensive, Upland will make things more affordable in game, being buildings, map assets, so legit, so on and so forth. Now, if the value of the sparklet drops below a certain level. Do you like where's the balance? Is there like, here's a set line where the minimum spark value is for things or will it decrease lower or, or higher? Well, so I guess if the sparklet value goes lower, will it, how much higher will the required spark going game? Because that, that plays into a new variant. I'm sorry. I know you're, you're laughing. So my concern (laughs) I'll rephrase it. All right. <laughs> you see, I can even beat myself. I can even beat myself. 
<laughs> so as we as it said that if the spark price gets too or the sparklet price gets too high, Upland will adjust in-game spark prices. Now, if it gets too low, will it push it the other way? So we have the advantage of about two years of data that many other platforms that use uh, crypto do not have because they just basically launch on day one with the with the token and then they have to do simulations. That's all, you know, guesstimations. Uh, we have actual data. Our goal is and always will be to make sure that creators, entrepreneurs, builders within Upland are able to build are able to utilize their spark. So any adjustments up or down in terms of what we can control, which are the spark hours or the spark spending, once we have uh, a UGC legits that uh, can be built with the spending of spark, then then yes, those will be those will be adjusted accordingly. And once we have more set formulas, then we'll share them. And then you currently have the Spark Exchange, which is UpX to Spark. Um, do you see that those prices mirroring the Sparklet on the exchange, or you see them as two different two different exchanges completely without any mirroring going on? Well, there will be some interdependence. Interdependency. Hopefully, this is English word, right? <laughs> So, uh, which, uh, which, uh, but uh, how that exactly going to pan out, we have to see. But at the end of the day, we always say Upland is an, you know, we, well, let's see, I mentioned it also multiple times in the video today, right? Upland is going to, you know, is on the mission to build the largest digital open economy, right? And that's what an economy does. There's supply and demand and prices will eventually, uh, you know, go up and down there as well in a certain way. It's going to be interesting to see how that pans out, Yeah. It's also important to mention that specifically the Spark Exchange is not an Upland application. It's a third-party application um, that um, is is managed according to their algorithms and their internal math based on supply and demand. So we don't we don't control it. Oh, so people are already excited that uh, Spark's going to be a tradable token now. Do you does the team see that STEM also becoming a tradable token in the future? Well, you know, obviously we have Apex, we have STEM, all these currencies, <laughs> right? So right now we're just focusing on Spark. That's that's uh, what we do at the moment. Yeah. So, Danny, what are you most excited about from this announcement? Ooh. <laughs> I'm a Web3 person. I'm like a I'm like a hardcore crypto person. So I'm excited that um, for the more access to the general crypto community, like we kind of have this uphill battle on uh, within within the industry for visibility because we don't have an externally traded token. So that means, you know, a lot of the times in terms of the size of our community, the economic activity that happens in it, the daily active users, we are by far the largest ecosystem in Web3, like metaverse in Web3. And uh, sometimes we're, we're looked aside because we aren't on those charts, so I am excited for more visibility for Upland and therefore a lot more creators 
and builders and Web3 people to now see this as an opportunity to come in and become part of this ecosystem and see it grow organically through it. So the, the growth opportunity, given that visibility, is very exciting to me. Um, I also... I enjoyed the process, to be honest, like, uh, you know, us like Durkey, Don and me and the leadership team sitting together, like thinking about the different economic scenarios about, you know, the different things we want to build and, and allowing also like what are the foundations that we can build with this decision that will also contribute in the future for more progressive decentralization of upland, more power to the community, more governance power over specific pools, et cetera. So it's, it's a very exciting move. Absolutely. And and Dirk, what's your biggest excitement around this announcement? I don't want to build on, I mean, basically everything what Danny said as well. Right. But I want to build a little bit on, on top of that is, uh so right now you know we've been growing quite quite strongly right and you know when especially metaverse everything was hyped right now as you all know in this public data right everything has been more or less stable which is still a very big success because a lot of others went actually down um but i think now since since we're going to be more visible right i think we're going to tap into all the new communities right and and they're going to bring in new creative ideas right which we which we you know that that's what i'm really looking forward to and we create this kind of positive feedback loop right when you think about it, there's a new community coming in and you know we have a few interesting partnerships also in the web3 and crypto space we're currently talking to we don't know if they're going to happen but they they have very, very interesting uh, groups who come up with uh, lots of fascinating stuff. But but just imagine, right, now these are coming in and others are seeing that. Now they're seeing, you know, the, hopefully the, um, Sparklet going to be the traders or what is Sparklet or they want to find out to find out about Upland. Then they go in and they see maybe the map and so much interesting stuff has been built. They said, oh, I want to try it out, right? And then, you know, they build something and the next one comes in, they see what the others have built and so on. You get into this loop of acceleration, right? And um, that that's that's... Well, that's why I'm really keen to see how that pans out now in the next, you know, few months, uh, especially in the current market environment. If everything goes up, maybe that's going to accelerate. But also in the current environment, it's going to, going to see, can we manage to get really these new groups in, you know, in the next, you know, 12, 18 months or so. And how, how soon, I, I reread it, so I'm not going to ask a question that was already answered. So if the community approves this and it, so far, the comments that I'm reading, the community is pretty excited about this. If the community approves it, uh, how long of a lead time is it from the approval from the community to um, to actually implementation? That we cannot say at this point, to be honest, right? Obviously, because we said we're going to – because for us, it was community approval – now we have some base we can work on, and now we're going to work with you know some you know external advisors, you know get some more input. We're going to work, you know, we're going to talk to exchangers. Maybe there's some input we which were, you know, which we're not aware, right? And once we have that all together, and we don't know how long it will take, right? There's no definite time, definite timeline. I mean, obviously we want it to happen as soon as possible, but uh, but it's not that it's it's actually top priority in Upland number one right now clearly to to get this rolling right? to do, say made like like this. Okay, that that's. You got something? Thank me later. 
No, I've just decided that I'm going to be, I'm on the, I'm on the vote no campaign. Really? Why, why are you on the vote no campaign? Yeah, I think I just decided I'm going to be on the vote no campaign. I'm intrigued now. I think, I think keep Upland private. I don't want it. I don't want it to be on the public exchange. I say keep it private. Don't get greedy. Keep it private. But it's just Spark. It's not UpEx. I vote no. It's just Spark. It's not UpEx. I'm voting no. Tell us, tell us your thinking. Tell us why. That's just, honestly, when I saw all of the other metaverses just kind of crumple because they had it, investors come in, they bought the token, but they didn't care about the community. They didn't care about the game. They just bought because it was the hot ticket. And when the whole market went down and they just dumped it, they, didn't, they left a train wreck behind them. And so I go, I don't want those fake investors. I want players and not fake investors. So it's going to be a no for me. Okay. I have to say, I mean, and I've been, uh, part of my work is also to study the, both the utility of these uh, comparable tokens in a way and the internal economies of these. And I think most of the problem is that there is no actual utility for those tokens. So those tokens were launched without a utility. So it only left room for speculators. Whereas we're, whereas we're building the biggest digital economy that is open for create for creators. So if you think I, the way I look at, at spark and maybe this is, a, a bit of a longer term view, but I f- foundationally and fundamentally, I look at it in a similar fashion to gas on Ethereum. So ETH and its usage. And maybe let me explain that analogy. So um, Ethereum was originally built because to solve a problem. And that problem was that until then, you only had uh, Bitcoin, which was one app, one token. And uh, and one and one and one blockchain. So anytime you wanted to build a decentralized application, you had to build the entire infrastructure as well of miners, validators, uh, the whole security protocol and the incentive alignments using the token. What Ethereum came to solve is to say, OK, we're going to abstract the layer to have shared security in a shared ecosystem and abstract a lot of the infrastructure hurdle that DAP developers can focus on building decentralized applications. And the platform takes care of the security, uh, miners, incentivization, and, and, and that the payment in a way to power this joint ecosystem is through Ethereum, the token. And that's it. And that's its utility. When I think about what Upland is building and its future and vision, it is solving a similar problem for a different for different groups. So that abstraction layer that is required so much for adoption of Web3 in general is something that is hurdled by the fact that you have creators or creatives, right? But they don't want to mess with smart contracts and minting and then managing those wallets, et cetera. And Upland for UGC, as an example, gave them this opportunity. It's like, okay, 
we gamified it. So it, it, it's a no code UGC NFT minting, right? But we gamified it like, okay, you have your, your meta venture, you have your many, you, your manufacturing. But at the end of the day, we've abstracted that infrastructure layer. We provided a platform that allows for, you know, you don't have to worry about payment solutions as a, as a, you have, you have Tilia, you'll be able to have more, um, more options with, you know, the uh, crypto, crypto wallets as well. But like the, the Apex and USD, like the economy part is already taken care of by the platform. And of course, the additional incentivization that brings in this amazing and big community is already there for them. So you also don't each need to invent the wheel in terms of, okay, we need to build our own cafe. We need to bring to build our own chat rooms. Um, you, they utilize whether it's a third party developer, a creator, or someone who wants to organize a community, they utilize this system. And that system that that platform that we've built is powered by spark in a similar fashion. You can think about it as the gas or the energy that powers this abstraction layer. And that's why it's very different and not, I mean, we keep on saying comparable to other metaverse platforms, but it's not. It's the utility of Spark, both present and in the future, is much more tied into the entire ecosystem that we believe is the future of Web3 in general and the ability to bring in all these um, value creators such as artists, developers, entrepreneurs, etc. Yeah. yeah. So maybe. Oh, go ahead, Dirk. No, I just want to add here something. When, when you think about how we're building the economy, the system, the economic system, right? Actually, we're doing exactly the contrary and, and attracting speculators to upland, right? Because when you think about it, you know, when we when we created the, the fixed exchange rate with Apex, right, we were able to shield, right, because, you know, people from the hardcore crypto market, right, obviously because it was, you know, there was this fixed exchange rate to the dollar, which shielded them from what happened, you know, in the crypto market extremely. Of course, there's also impact, but that was the internal impact within Upland for, you know, it depends on supply and demand and prices have changed, uh, you know, and they will always change, right? That's what the market is always, always doing. So with Spark, as you know, and Spark Let, we have a similar shielding mechanism now in place, right? We say very much, right? Okay, if prices go up and down in the in the open world, because maybe there's speculation, I don't know, something, but it's a fact. It's it's an open market out there in quotation marks, right? But we can still change then the you know variables within Upland to make it continue making it stable. So and then the 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 most important thing is when you are now someone who comes out from the inside, it's not like you go into Upland, you put your, your spark somewhere and, you know, and then it grows uh, magically or so. And no, we put, you know, restrictions on it. Right. So uh, when you want to, you know, and that's, that's what you have to have to have in mind, right. When, when you win some, some spark in Upland or get some rewards at Upland or you buy it in Upland spark, right. There's restrictions how, and when you can get it out. Right. And we also said in the white paper that we also thinking of, uh, you know how to what kind of impact that has on you know on you know on the 
on the apex earnings which you have when you're on a, on a property and so on. So all these things make it more complicated for the pure people who want to speculate. We want actually the gamers who are coming in, right, who who learn about the who learn about Upland, right, because they see it or quoted on on an on exchange. And then they try it out, right? And I think we will have an automatic filter system that we get more of these. I mean, I cannot predict the future, but right. But uh, I, I assume that we, the way we built the system, that will attract more of those uh, people who also want to come in as gamers and want to build something, you know, meaningful and upland, right? I think, and when you when you compare it, I think there will be more of those than those who are who don't care about it at all, right? I think your assumption, um, think me later, is not right at this point. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I I hope I'm I'm wrong on that. With it opening up to Ethereum, does that mean that there's also going to be uh, utility to exchange Spark inside of Upland through either the escrow system or through an direct exchange? Not at this point. It's not planned, and we have to see the regulatory environment that, to allow it or not. Now, a couple of things. Um, as Dirk was saying, I, I did see that in the white paper that for Spark that was earned or purchased in Upland, the amount of Spark being reclaimed must be less than or equal to the amount of Spark that has been staked in Upland for a minimum of 722 720 spark hours, which is for per each one spark. So basically your one spark needs to be staked for 30 days in the previous three months to be able to reclaim it. And that, you know, that leads right to your comment of saying, you know, you just can't come in, buy spark and go flip it on the exchange. You have to do something with the spark before you can get it out on the exchange. Correct. Yes. And this is the most important argument right now. Right. So when you see the flow, right. Okay. Someone goes on an exchange, you see, oh, Sparkle, what's that, right? Hmm, maybe I buy some, you know, 100 Sparkle or so. And, okay, that's associated to Upland. What is Upland, right? And they go to the Apex podcast uh, <laughs> series and find out, oh, these are cool guys. They're talking about this. <laughs> and I want to join this community. So they join the community. Of course, they have this, I don't know, 1,000 Sparkles or so, right, or whatever they have. Hmm. Or, right, they bring it into Upland as Spark. And they say, okay, I want to find out more. Now I start building. Now I maybe buy some Spark uh, in, in in the app or I win them because I do some some treasure hunt or do my daily sign-up bonus or so, right? But those Spark, I cannot take out right away because I have to do something with them. So now they understand, okay, I have to now build with it, right? And then, um, but I think that is what, what is... Uh, that is, I think, what what really will drive, you know, the let's say the engagement of also these new players coming in, and these are players, thank me later, I think, and not necessarily just just, just speculators. And again, for all the yeah. speculation, what happens outside, right? We have built in this this shield, this this smart shield, how I call it. So so wait, so if I go and I buy a thousand Sparklet in Ethereum, I have to then use it in Upland before I can resell it. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, no, no, I just try to explain the flow, right? The flow, you buy it because you found it, right, on an exchange. Now you Um, go into Upland, you have your thousand, but now you buy maybe some more, you win some more Spark, Spark because you are in Upland now. And all those you have won now or bought, right, those have restrictions on them, right? And then you have to use those for 30 explained, right? 
So it's so you cannot really just go and buy and buy and buy, just leave again and then you know and, and speculate around it, right? That's that's not because you can't, you so you can't do it in you can't buy 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 in Upland, but you can buy 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 on the market and keep circulating there, right? Correct. And hold it and hold it there. And I think the yeah. but the question is of what can you what can you do with it? Can you uh, uh, how can you increase the the value of it as opposed to just as opposed to just holding it? Then yes, you have to bring it. You have to bring it to Upland to actually utilize it. And I think I mean I've met a lot of players um, and uh, in Genesis Week uh, this year and the year before that. Even though I was only in the company for three weeks and didn't know what was going on. Uh, um, and a lot of them told me that they started out as speculators, right? They came in, they heard that they can flip land, like metaverse land is the biggest thing. And they just wanted to flip and they were speculators and they came into Upland and all of a sudden they're like, okay, wait a second, what's going on here? I can actually build a community. I can be part of a community. I can start building. I can actually have a strategy. This is not just uh, a flipping uh, thing. There's so much more to it. And a lot of those people have become our most valuable community members. So overall, I'm a yes on this vote because of the, the restrictions of, you know, you can trade it back and forth on the exchange all you want. You can speculate on the exchange. You're able to buy your sparklet on the exchange and you, you know, you do the highs and lows and hits, hits all your technical analysis. That's fine. Um, but for the people that buy it in Upland and then try to put it out on the exchange, you have to contribute something to the community. 720 spark hours per player can help you out you know, help a lot of players, help a lot of communities out. If it was OPEX that was going to be a token, I would be way more concerned and very, you know, cautious about the future of Upland if it was OPEX. I, I like the stabilization of how that is, regardless of what you have some people talking about of, well, you know, I buy this property and I sell it for this. Well, yeah, you sold it for 40% under mint. That was your choice. And, of course, people are going to scoop that up because the long-term holders and believers are in Upland are like, I can get a property at 40% of original mint and get the 14.7% earnings along with the differential between there. So I'm a yes on it because I like... I like the attraction that it can have. And as you said, Danny, you know, people get into the game and they end up loving the community. You can be a speculator. You love the community. It's now on the exchange. It's not your main currency in the game. It's a utility function in the game. And with it, I do like, (laughs) I do, I, you were starting to say something, thank me later. So, well, I mean, you say it's not the main currency of the game, but if it's your currency that's on your exchange, doesn't that by default make it your main currency now? But you can't buy and sell property with that. You can't buy and sell map assets. Legit. Doesn't necessarily matter. Like, like that. That might not necessarily be the new criteria anymore, because if that means UpX is literally just an in-game token. That means Spark is now really the premium token of the game. Well, to be honest, it was also always the objective, right? Apex is a medium for exchange, right? What you do with it, you you have it, you buy it, and then you you buy it with, with fiat currency, or can also buy it with cryptocurrency, and then use that to purchase, uh, you know, you purchase NFTs or digital assets in Upland. 
that's the sole function of of Apex, right? So it's it's different, and 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 Spark is more the resource and the energy and and so on. So it's a different different category, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. And I think the I think the main concern when you compare it to uh, other economies that have collapsed because of the external is that they there's once the value went down there are no mechanisms within the platform or within the economy to shield the economy and we reserve the right the right and the ability to make sure that the upland economy, upics your virtual properties, your uh, your virtual assets are shielded from it. So even if Spark goes down because there's another horrible uh, 2027 uh, bear market, right? Um, then how? Like, let's think for a second. How does it real? Like, if the Spark price goes down on exchanges does it affect your property value does it affect what assets would it affect how does it affect the upland economy and when we thought this through we said okay we have enough mechanisms within the upland economy because the rest of it is uh we do have uh, ability and different restrictions to shield the economy from uh, a collapse of the rest of the assets if the price of Spark goes down externally. So that's why we feel a lot more comfortable making this move, with, which we think overall, even though there is that risk and that risk is very much alive in a volatile young industry, such as Web3 and the, and the crypto industry, um, we, we believe, first of all, that the, the good it can do for the economy and the platform and it, both its growth and the future of uh, progressive decentralization, the good is worth the risks and the risks can be mitigated through means that we already have. Yeah. And it's and maybe one more thing also to add. At the end of the day, it's it's all you guys, right? The community. If those new players are coming in, you have to catch them and saying, hey, this is how it works, right? You have to educate them and help us, you know, to, exactly. to get into it and exactly. become the and become the players, right? And become the gamers, right? I think, Milena, what you, you're looking for, right? So there's this big opportunity. I think the opportunity that we get more people in, and we all know we want more people in, right? To have more, you know, more more revenue opportunities for the meta ventures and all that, right? We need more people and that's a way to attract more. There's a, I think bottom line is we gain way more through this uh, you know, initiative than we we, attend, uh, we might lose because we have built enough and explained it now, protection mechanisms into, into the whole approach. And of yeah. course, our job and uh, your job is to help with uh, suggestions on it. Um, is how do we it, how do we increase the utility of uh, Spark in Upland? So, of course, the entire UGC economy, which yes, it is slow to uh, mass adoption because there is a lot of infrastructure to be built on our end uh, to to make it widespread and available to make sure the meta ventures are approved faster and run faster and all and all those things and that takes time and we're building it but the the different utilities uh i mean i i just i i already know what different third-party devs who want to connect to upland or already uh built on upland 
like the things that they can do once they can produce legits and how those assets can manifest in their games with like level ups and special powers and things like that. It's like, how cool is that going to be when it's all connected as a part of the economy, when they can produce those legits in an Upland factory using Spark, and then a user would need that specific legit in order to uh, play the game or to get a shield in the game or level up in the game. So like, it, it just powers up the entire economy, and it's our job to continue to build that utility. And a lot of things that, all good points, a lot of things that are missing in this, you know, that a lot of people are overlooking is talked about the utility of Sparks being expanded to, you know, the meta venture people, you're able, it's going to be soon you're able to get other people to stake on your factory to help you crank out your assets a lot more. Um, There's so much in this that the approval of it is just not being on the exchange. It's it's also what you're doing to help create uh, economies where you're having the map assets, the legits and all that. You're going to have the ability to stake your spark just not only on other people's properties, but you can help manufacture and get returns off of that. So l- looking forward to that, and it's going to be very intriguing to see how the vote shakes out. Um, we did have a, a great suggestion, in my opinion, Um I'm trying to find where it went because the comments are just scrolling all in. And, you know, we do have our spoke bu- spark bonus for logging in. You have your UPEX bonus for referring people. And we do have the rewards and incentives aspect to where we have spark reserve for and sparklet reserve for. But what about bonuses for referrals and new referral users? H- have we considered that? I mean, there will be a catalog of things. That specific, of course, we will take a look into it, right? We've not made the decisions on the concrete uh, topics. As you can see in the tokenomics, right, we've reserved this um, uh, the reward section, right? And that could be a possibility, even though I don't want to promise at this point, right? We always see, you know, what makes sense, you know, in terms of always the, keeping the economy stable and not uh, not doing any any shenanigans things which 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 could risk any 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 bad movements in within the metaverse. So let's, um, and have you two seen the, or, or TML, sorry. Do you have anything else before I transition? <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say that there was definitely a lot of good arguments uh, for the vote. So I'm going to change my answer to a tentative no, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it a no, because if nothing else, I want to make sure that we keep healthy dialogue so that way we're still hearing both sides of the argument because it's not 100% cut or dry to me. That's good. As a contrarian at heart, I feel you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to fly into Texas and put a German beer and convince you otherwise. All right. You fly to Texas and give me a beer. Well, you got my vote. <laughs> That's oh, all right. You have to go on a tour. I, I got to see this. Let me know, and I'll come on down if my schedule is available. There you go. <laughs> Just to capture it. Now, Danny and Dirk, have you seen these map assets implemented in Upland? Which ones? Which ones? Oh, okay. 
Oh, I, I saw it on that. I think it was uh, on on Twitter. Someone published it, and I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are in manufacturing. Once I, I'm building up the inventory now, I need another 10 to 15 days <laughs> to build an inventory, and they're going on sale. I, I think these are very super cool. Shout out to Toss Shack for helping me develop them. And, uh, yeah, they look great in the game. Which, are awesome. Where are the shops in which, which cities? Right now, there it's only in San Francisco, but I am working on expanding the shops to more cities to get it out so everybody doesn't have to go to San Francisco. And I do have a reserve of Upex so I can start buying those showrooms that I need and applying in those cities. Awesome. Love that. And then once uh, we're able to have people... Once I'm able to rent Spark for people to help me produce these things, get more factories up and running, and it will be great. Crank these bad boys out. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so, Danny, biggest takeaway to our listeners before we let you guys get out of here tonight. Oh, wow. Um, there's a lot. Uh, so, we... Is, how do I choose one? <laughs> I think that... Got to pick one. There's a lot of great things going on. Just the biggest one to you, near and dear to your heart. The biggest one to me uh, is always and always will be uh, governance. So um, the the more participation from the from the community in this discussion and the vote um, and uh, starting to imagine with us and designing with us what is the governance system will be for the community to participate more and more in, for example, the sparklet, uh, the spark, the different sparklet pools and how they're utilized and starting to think about what are the possibilities of that to happen. That is my biggest takeaway because uh, we really want to be a model of progressive decentralization and both a model of progressive decentralization and doing it right from a design an architecture and a regulatory environment, insisting on staying in the U.S. and not, you know, moving Dirk to Dubai, um, <laughs> uh, in order in order to make such a move. And uh, we we really we really do want to serve the the uh, the entire global market and the U.S. market, included including in it as an American company, and seeing how this can really rejuvenate the the web3 industry in general in in uh, in the United States in a way that a lot of creators will feel very comfortable to come into a no code environment and joining a, a web3 community in the United States awesome and Dirk you well first of all what I really enjoy Right, that we have a dialogue. Right? It would be really bad, right, if we put out something like this and there would be two reactions to it, right? <laughs> that would be bad, right? But <laughs> yeah. even though getting also, you know, also, you know, really respect that Thing Later has this different opinion, and you know, also because of course, yeah, you know, we have a little bit, of course, some kinds of tunnel view. Of course, we are upland, we are the operators, right? So we get always the, these new insights and good new ideas, and then it challenges us, right? So to think about, okay, what is the better solution, right? And but. Uh, very often, 
even we don't come up with it, you guys are coming up with it. And that's what I think is so, so, so good and so productive, right? And that's what I love this community. And that's what I see because I'm, even though we are not every day and we cannot solve every problem everyone has all the time because there's so many people now, obviously, but we're trying our best all the time. And I think that's the most important foundation to build a really solid ecosystem. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we are. So it's, it's the community it's it's but it's also the third party developers it's the designers it's the entrepreneurs it's um you know it's the partners it's the brands everything really fits nicely together to build this really great um economy economy together but we don't want to stop there right um then he mentioned several times no progressive decentralization the other thing is of course the open metaverse you know that we are a big proponent of the open metaverse Doing this initiative right now with Spark has to do also with the open metaverse, right? We want to be more seen outside as as, as, as such. Yeah. And um, that's also why we allowed block explorers to be exported now, right? That's also there because that helps also again for visibility. People say, oh, what's these funny little icons there, right? Can I, where can I get those, right? And it's, oh, these are not just pictures. I can use them somewhere, right? <laughs> oh, and that's, oh, they have this gamified, you know, when they open up a city, this guy roams the randomly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the streets, you know, and then people get excited about that. So that's what what it makes it uh, so so fascinating to to create this open metaverse. Because at the end of the day, progressive decentralization means we want that the users in control, that the user, uh, but you know, in a certain sense, that it's also protected, right? Because obviously, when it's too much decentralization, not maybe users are not protected because we, in this industry, unfortunately, there's a lot of shenanigans going on, right? That's the reason why we're a little bit more protective of our, of our users and our community, right? And But we still want to be open, right? It would be great if you can go one day, you know, for instance, we do this in OMA 3, right? We're developing portaling solutions, right? It's a little bit further away, but, you know, I've seen demos, right, where you, when you're in your world, right, and then, it's not there yet. Don't get overexcited yet. But you can see through a portal and you see the other world already, right? And then you walk through and then you're in the other world. I think these kind of things are so awesome about the open metaverse. I think we're still a bit away from that technically and also organizationally, but it's going to be super interesting to see how that pans out. And that's my two cents to it. <laughs> Sounds super. So like next quarter, is that what I mean? <laughs> next quarter? End of the year to <laughs> get all of that. Yeah, that's, that's... oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah. Well, you know the typical word, right? The the soon word, right? Yes, soon. Yes, soon. So, so as always, you know, on exchanges, we have elite grizzly wondering if there will be restrictions on Upland team mm-hmm. members from buying Sparklet on open market for personal holdings. Of course, um, and but those are uh, legal restrictions for insider trading, right? So uh, there was, a, for example, a, a Coinbase, uh, I think, uh, criminal charge against an employee who knew that the uh, to- that a certain token is going to be listed on Coinbase 48 hours before everyone else did and bought them on different exchanges. That's classic insiders trading, which obviously is against the law in the United States and in most countries and will not be allowed. Awesome. Makes sense. 
Sir, Danny, thank you so much. Danny, it was a pleasure. I didn't get to talk to you this Genesis week. It was like all over the place, but I did talk to you three weeks into the company last year's Genesis week and my few hours there at that. So it it was great to finally have you on the show. Um, Really appreciate it. Dirk, it's always a pleasure. And I always appreciate both of your times. Both of you are very busy and really enjoy it. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And keep it up, guys. All right. (laughs) right. Thanks, Dirk. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Always got to love when a co-founder is one of your most dedicated listeners to your show. Just saying. Absolutely. Just saying. Uh, You just missed it. It feels like that might be like one of those criteria, like if you were going for like broadcaster of the year or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a judge at that level, but I feel like that might be a good criteria. Look, we'll get nominated a third year, and we'll lose out to the hottest person that's going to come in in January, and they'll shoot up a bunch of subscribers, get some people to join Upland, and we'll be mm. nominated, and we'll watch a new person win, and yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be for it'll be from some region that they need to boost productivity of, so shout out Finland, congrats on Broadcaster of the Year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's all right. It, it's, it's, always, it's always fun. I enjoy doing this with you each and every week. I don't need an award at Genesis Week, but I do enjoy Genesis Week, even though I've only been to one. So, <laughs> oh, no, we know who the OGs are. Yes, it will be here each and every week. Yeah. Um, Happy, it's good to see you back. You've been you've been gone from the show live for a while. Missed you, brother. Yeah. All right. So now you were at both technically. I was. Yeah, you went to both. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, that can't be here tonight, but Mass Chef is here to give us the Upland Racing League update. So, Mass Chef, how we doing, my friend? Wonderful, wonderful. Good evening, gentlemen. How we doing? Hope you everybody can hear like me okay. Every NASCAR announcer I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's fantastic. You got to play the role, brother. That's what Holy it is, man. Cow. You got to play the role. Even the audio quality of your setup Sounds legit like race crew. Like you're you're a spotter talking to the driver. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Totally intended to be that way. So I'm glad that that the uh, the motif is going through. It's it's perfect. Nailed it. (laughs) You you got the assignment correct, my friend. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Good to hear. Now, what's going on? So how was this past week in the Upland Racing League? So we had a we had a, a huge uh, uh, shakeup up up top uh, yeah, of our leaderboard. For the people that don't know, the first qualifying you guys run two qualifying races, mm-hmm. and the first qualifying race had what five of the six top drivers in it this week. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Yeah, and only three make it through. Correct. So how'd that shake out? So we had. Uh, uh, it actually went okay. I mean, it wasn't. <laughs> went um, so we we ended up with uh, with uh, uh, metaverse. You got to make that bigger. Gotta, you right? got to zoom yeah. in on that there. Yeah, <laughs> I got to make it bigger. Yeah, here, let me zoom in on that a little bit. There we go. There we go. So we had metaverser uh, coming in, and he took another win uh, last week. Uh, that's his second win of the season. He's been placing in the top uh, minimum top four. Wow. Uh, with MV or MMVM, uh, that team is, is just rock solid. Uh, our took a win. 
So they've actually won three of the four uh, weeks uh, so far as a team. Uh, and I took the other win, of course, in week one. So uh, those guys are, are nasty. Wow. I mean, they are just nasty. They go out and they, they do a lot of team racing together and, and really have at it. So, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to beat. This week's track is is very tricky. Uh, we're at the Detroit Raceway, downtown Raceway, so um, there's there's it's a tricky track. Uh, there's no clear cut fast lane all the way around, um, so there it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting race this week, so I'm I'm pretty excited for it. And five points only separate second to fifth place. Ko Ninja, you know he he's still doing solid. You know his first his- yeah. Bad race number one with three points is holding them back. Eleven, ten, nine, still, still finishing solid. Yeah, yeah, he's a uh, finish. Yeah, he's he's been moving right up the leaderboard since week one. So uh, he's come up with a pretty decent strategy. Uh, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Matt Suter, it, Matt Suter, and I have he's he's like my racing friend of me now. Um, you know, we we have a good time, but we were just racing the other night. As a matter of fact, on uh, uh, one of our uh, one of our partner uh, league channels on uh, ULU GT, and uh, we were doing a race. They they occasionally host race uh, for for some upics, so we ended up in the same race. and And I had him all the way around for three laps until literally five seconds from the finish line, and he managed to catch me uh, and and boost around me right at the at the end to beat me by two one hundredths of a second. So. Uh, he's, he's quickly becoming my, my, my main nemesis. So, uh, you know, but it's a lot of fun. We love doing it. And, you know, these, these guys are really, really, uh, put a lot of effort into it. So what are the heats shaping up for this week? Is it once again, the top six going against each other or so? Yeah. So heats this week, we've got my, uh, heat number one is myself, Matt Suter, KO Ninja, more cheese, Eddie and Wolf Warner. Um, so we've got, uh, myself, um, you know, we got three of the top four up there um, that are that are going at it in heat number one, and then uh, heat number two. Arshakt is in there. TB one twenty five. So second and third, or third and fourth place drivers in heat number two. Um, you know, so these guys are going to be they're going to be pushing it this week. Nice, and so you're at the halfway point. Yes, we are. We are ha- at the halfway point in the season. We've got three races to go after this. Um, so it, things are really tight. As you said, we're only separated by five points all the way across the uh, the top of the leaderboard. So uh, literally anybody can, with a win, and you know the top guys finishing lower in the boards uh, can take, take top spot pretty quickly. Yeah, and then uh, once again, race number eight is hosted by the Upland Property Experts podcast. Excited for that. So everybody keep keep, keep driving, making it tight. So, you know, we'll have a multi-stream. We'll we'll be able to stream in the cafe on your channel, and then we'll... Oh, yeah, this will be crazy. It's going to be our last race of the season. I'm very excited for it also because it's just going to be nuts. It's uh, By that time, our our leaderboard should be packed right together, um, and we should have a quite the entertaining time that evening. So uh, this week we're, we're sponsored by uh, TMS uh, and the Diamond Empire. And, uh, you know, shout out to TMS for sponsoring this week. We're, he, that guy has is, is done some amazing things in LinkedIn and some other places, and, and he's just really uh, 
uh, come forth with us uh, as far as the sponsorships goes. This is a second season sponsor along with you guys. So super excited for that and really glad to have our sponsors on board because Upland Racing League wouldn't be happening without you guys. So this is, uh, you know, super awesome. Now, we're glad we can support the drivers and make this happen, and we continue to look to support this league because it's one of the originators, and you got some great players in there, and you got some yep. great tracks going on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I do got to throw in a quick plug in here uh, because we, uh, uh, as you know, uh, Dak and myself with our, uh, our real-life company, uh, DM Gaming, uh, we've partnered with Kaboom, and we're helping them get their their assets into the metaverse, along with Shacklin and Tosshead helping us with that. Um, so we do currently have a live auction going on right now in the DM Gaming server, um, which is accessible through URL. So if you're already in URL or uh, any one of our servers, you can you can access that. And uh, currently, so we are auctioning off the complete first mint set as a set of the Kaboom assets, uh, all their playground assets. So it is a complete set of first mints right now being auctioned off in the DM gaming server for about another 15 hours or so. Um, Wait, for USD or UPEX? It is going for UPEX. It is an UPEX auction. How much, uh, how much is it currently at? Cur- currently it's sitting at 545000 how many assets are there? It's five assets, all number one mints. Jump in there. Jump in there. <laughs> no, no, I can see it in your face, brother. I can hold, see it. Hold on. <clears throat> I've turned off for those for those of you who who know, um, I've recently been going through a uh Discord detox of sorts. Uh, so <laughs> I have not, I like, I might discord, like, I have, uh, this is actually making me a little dizzy opening this up. I don't even know where to go. <laughs> the Upland Racing League. So oh, you jump, are, in the, uh, jump in the URL server. It's right on our announcements channel. Um, you, you can see the uh, the auction announcement in there, and then you can jump into the DM Gaming server, and the auction is live there. Yeah, I need to get on that. Join... All right. Auction chat. Yeah, if you go into the charity auction room. Charity auction room. <gasps> oh. Wait. Oh, current bid, 500 and... 545,000 up is the current bid. Okay. And the auction goes until 650 tomorrow evening. Minimum bid. Unauthorized. I need a buyer role. Go to roll. So yeah, if you go up to the <laughs> rules, go to the rules section and just hit verify and go back. Charity action. So so what time does yeah. this actually end? So the auction ends tomorrow, uh, September 29th at 6:50 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and TML is now the high bidder at 550 thousand. So come get it. Is, I'm getting it. it. <laughs> I'm getting them. He loves number ones. <laughs> yes, I know he does, which is why I was making the announcement here. Yeah. Um, no. All benefit all everything is benefiting the Kaboom charity, which is uh it's a charity to help end uh play inequity and lower income uh 
and uh, and yeah, it's uh, an unbelievable great cause. It's like, awesome cause, yeah. Yeah, the the URL team like you and Dak and and Shaq and Taz like everybody involved are just top notch. So I will happily continue to bid on any of these. Thank you for telling me about it. My pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate the bid. And I'm start uh, bidding we- against myself here in a minute if you don't. <laughs> So yeah, so everybody, any anybody that wants to check out these number one mints, and then we are going to be going uh, live sales just as soon as we can get the inventory up and running. Uh, you know, we're currently in in high volume production right now for uh, these assets, so uh, they are very limited. Uh, two of the assets, the swings and the um, and the dido, are only a hundred mints of each of those. Um, so those are those are very limited. The other ones, I believe, are three hundred mints of each. So um, this is a limited run of assets, uh, so you know we want everybody to get in there and, and get their hands on them. Yeah, absolutely, definitely uh, check it out. Wow, I don't know. I want TML to win, though. I know he loves his number ones. I know he does. <laughs> Keith, you shut it down. Keith, you look. You can go buy another set. You leave my number ones alone. <laughs> Keith Olson, I know where you live. <laughs> Ko's been in there. He's he's put he's got a couple of bids in. So uh, don't be surprised if he sneaks in like he always does. You know he sneaks he sneaks in from the back of the line racing. So it wouldn't surprise me if he snuck yeah. in on this one too. So you got to keep an eye on that one. Do you need to set a reminder tomorrow to check right before it goes final? Probably. What's when does it end? It's six fifty p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow evening. Oh, I won't be here. Dang it. I was going to – oh, I'm glad I didn't. I almost set an alarm on my Alexa, but I won't be here. I'm traveling back to Ohio tomorrow. My alarm just would have been going off all weekend. Set it oh, on your no. phone. Set it on your oh. phone. Uh, 6.55 Eastern? 6.50. So set an alarm for 6.45 p.m. Yep. Eastern or 5.45 Six. p.m. Central. Yeah. Set alarm for 5.45 p.m. Okay. Done. There you go. All right. There you go. Oh, can we get a giveaway for the Halloween? Oh, they do look awesome. I gave two away last week. I'm building up inventory. Do it. Can't give No, I can't give them away every week. Do it. Do it? Give one away, you Grinch. Which one? Just, I don't give one away. I don't care. Wait, which one? Type in hashtag Grinch. <laughs> hashtag Grinch. <laughs> That, that's the wrong I, I, holiday. I got I to say I'm with TML on this one. I think you should give one away. Right. Right. You know. I'll give one away. Which one should I give away, though? I've said Grinch. You can pick. Mm. Just do it. Yeah, I would, I would let you pick. You can You can pick. We'll go with the, with the pillar. There you go. Hashtag one. Grinch. I think more like two. Diseased. Hashtag Grinch. I'll give everybody some time. Oh, look at that. Oh, so I found this new brand of shirt, and they do these really fun skeleton shirts. This one is talking about noodles, and I love a good set of ramen noodles. And it says, send send noodles. There you go. Send noodles. Isn't that fun? All right. Anybody else with hashtag Grinch? 
Hashtag Grinch. Get it. All right. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. Let me collect. I will collect. Back. Start collecting comments. All righty. Here we go. Let's share the screen. And this is for... Hmm, what number should I give away there? Thank me later. I don't know. How many you got? Um, I'm over number 20. You. I'm over 20 right now on the pillars. Then number 11. Number 11. Giving away pillar number 11. Who entered us? <laughs> hey, I want I want the pillar. Elite Grizzly, go ahead and submit, nice. uh, submit an offer for pillar number 11. Um, I also got to unlock that. So give me about a half hour to unlock that and then submit an offer. Actually, ooh, oh, 18. Man, kind of off. I'm adjusting right now. Number 10 is right there. Number 11 is right there. Okay, Elite Grizzly, number 11 is open for offers. So go ahead and submit that. Bless you there, Mass Chef. Thank and you. Let's go ahead and give away number 11, Grave Breaker. So let's, what? Go, let's go hashtag Breaker. Oh, not what? only did we talk him into giving one, we talked him into giving two. Hashtag oh my God. Breaker. Breaker, B-R-E-A-K-E-R. You want it? <laughs> <laughs> they are pretty awesome. Definitely love what um, Toshak did with those and very appreciative of the Upland team. I want it. I want it. Um, so a- after this season concludes, Mass Chef, when does season three start for the Upland Racing League? So we don't officially have a start date on the next season um, because our next season is going to be carts. Um, oh. So we, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait, man. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're going we're to be racing carts. So we, we will have open qualifiers uh, for at least four spots in the URL Kart Racing Series. Um, so that should be happening sometime in uh, mid to late November, um, and we'll be starting the cart series shortly after that. So uh, we'll be we're definitely going to be have something fairly quickly as uh, once this season is in, is done. Nice. Have you thought of running simultaneous cars and carts at the same time, or is that a future thing? Um, it could potentially be a future thing. Um, the The only thing is, is because we do everything live. Um, it's, it's a matter of schedule because both Dak and I, you know, we both work full time jobs. We both do, you know, other things as well. Um, so scheduling is sometimes a bit difficult. So, uh, right now we don't want to kind of, we don't want to push it to where we're getting in over our heads as far as trying to keep schedule and keep pace with, uh, live racing. So, um, I do try to do, uh, you know, one or two recordings, uh, a week too for the MRN and spotlight videos, um. You know, that's where we highlight tracks or, or contests or, you know, whatever. Um, so those those pop up every once in a while. But 
Uh, yeah, so no, no, no immediate plans for uh, simultaneous seasons, but we'll see what happens and how it goes. Okay, sounds still sounds fun. Oh crap! Um, I'll tell you, I'm really, I, I'm really excited for the Stock Car Pro season. That's uh, we'll be doing that uh, in the spring of of next year. Uh, where we'll be racing the Stock Car Pro Competition Series cars, not the Pro Series, not the trainers, but the Competition Series. So wow. uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, really looking forward to that. So, all right, let's give a, let's give away this breaker. Um, let's go back just in case anybody else entered. Twenty two. All right, here we go for number eleven, Grave Breaker. Hopefully, Upland gives me one of the tombstones because this Gravebreaker will look really awesome in front of one of my... Dang, look oh, at yeah. that. The Ninja Magic. K.O. Ninja. Oh, my God. Here we go. Uh, we are not going to hear the end of this all day no. tomorrow. That's Good. That, mean, that means you can leave my other things alone. <laughs> I made that happen. That was my, my magic voodoo. You, now you can leave my stuff alone. <laughs> all right Carol, go ahead make an offer uh number 11 grave breaker is unlocked but yeah once i get the gravestones out i got some pretty cool gravestones coming out hopefully it makes it this season um and that grave breaker will look amazing in front of it station in front of it oh yeah i saw it i saw it tml i saw it i saw it oh somebody i'll bid you and you jump back in there that's the kicker tried to Tried to jump in there, and TML's not having it. Tried. Not having it. Got you. <laughs> ah, there you go. Uh, uh, thank you so much, Mass Chef. Too much. Always well, a thank pleasure. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Always a pleasure being here. Look uh, forward to next week's update. And uh, Absolutely. You're always welcome. It just doesn't have to be Dak. <laughs> Yeah, but he's got a much prettier face than I do. So, yeah, but you got the voice. You got the voice. And the- <laughs> yeah, dude, you got you got you got the look and the voice. Like you, you that's what's important. You got the spotter or pit boss look. E- either way, yeah. you know. Right, rock on. That's yeah. what I like. <laughs> All right, Mass Chef. Thank right, you guys. so much. Have and, a great night. I'd say good luck, but I'm still pulling for KO Ninja in the races. So. I know, I know, and I completely understand. I I do. But you know, I, I'm I'm pulling I'm pulling for me getting around uh, Matsuda this week. So we're we're gonna see if I can see if I can pull out a win. All right, I you know what I think you and Ko should team up to try yeah. and get to try and overtake the one and two spot. I think you two could be a deadly combo. Uh, that's a that's not a terrible idea. Just saying, even though he is kind of making me mad that I have to sit here and, <laughs> and make sure that I don't get outbid on this. No, uh, he's he's actually not bidding right now. You got SC Kicker in there bidding, oh, so he did they he, switch it up. I he, don't even know. Yeah, I just know he's, it's one. He's, of, he sent it. He sent in the partner to do his dirty work. So oh, I see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sneaky ninja. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We'll talk next week, Mass. All right, man. Have a good one. See ya. Whoops. Cut him off. (laughs) I'm just quick with the boot. Whoop. Dude, agency, bro. I ain't mad at all. (laughs) Zero anger, man. Zero anger. All right. Eh, Anyway, you got anything else before we get out of here for the week? 
No. No. I'm checking the checking the numbers really quick. See if there was anything that just jumped off off the screen. Like, yeah, I got to talk about. Eh, not really. We'll be okay till next week. And next week's the first of the month, so we'll have the updates of the total sales for the month of September. Dude, I just Dizzy's already dancing. Uh, so. <laughs> he, he likes it. <laughs> oh, he just wants a theme song. He's like, less row, boys. <laughs> All right, but no. Thanks so much. Thanks so much to Dirk and Danny and Mass Chef for coming through. And it's, I think it's going to be amazing. And it will be interesting to see how the community vote turns out for what you got. I mean, you're. you're... What? Now then, wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> a bone thugs night. Nice, Dizzy. Nice agency. Love it. Ooh. You see, no, tangent. I got squirreled on that. That's not fair. That's not <laughs> fair. That's not fair. Crazy yeah. bone from Bone Thugs and Harmonies in critical care in Los Angeles Hospital. He had a blood. He had like bleeding in his artery in his lung, and like it's bad. Like man, he's in a medically induced coma. So, look, it's not my fault. They started it with Bone what? and Bones from Cleveland, and they flipped the rap game. So. It, it, it's a it's a trying time out here in Cleveland. Can we please just play the theme song? Holy cow! No, busy's in a. I mean, wait, crazy's oh, in a wait, medically induced coma. Stream. I don't know how to properly end this. Don't make me do it. <laughs> don't make me just end the stream. Right, I'll hit. I'll hit the brand. The Ovid Podcast with the property expert. If it's happening in Upland, it's the place you want to check first. With your host who's stupid to win and thank me later. Bringing a strategy, news, and cool charts with all the data. This is Upland, where the metaverse goes down. Genesis, San Fran, Rio, and all around. Don't miss a week, you never know what they'll say next. It's the Upland Property Access, baby, UP.